When hinges creak in doorless chambers and strange and frightening sounds... Hello, everyone. RJ here. I just wanted to say a few words about something that's that happened over the past few days. You, you're going to be listening to this a few days after Christmas. We as a podcast took a couple weeks off uh, for Christmas and New Year's, so we had pre-recorded a couple episodes just to keep fresh material out. So I'm adding this little piece in because as many of you who follow us and are part of the Disney Twitter community know that uh, Alan from the Enchanted Tiki Talk podcast had passed away suddenly the day before Christmas Eve. So I just wanted to speak a few words and I know I, I don't know if any of his partners in this listen to this or if anybody else that listens to our podcast listened, listened to theirs. Uh, if you didn't, you should. Yeah, even go back and listen to the, some of the older episodes. It really, really was a great podcast. It was probably my favorite one to listen to, uh, without a doubt. So, you know, obviously I never met Alan personally, but I did converse with him on Twitter often, whether chatting about beer, uh, his, his now three-month-old daughter, and he had many friends in the, in the Disney Twitter community. He touched a lot of people. He was a very upbeat and very positive person. And so I just wanted to say a few words and just let everybody aware who maybe it doesn't follow as closely as most people do. You know, Twitter is, can be very involved or or just something people check, you know, once a week or something like that. Uh, so it's been a rough couple of days uh, in the Disney community and obviously for his family more than just his actual family, more than his his Twitter family, but... For those who are interested, there has been a GoFundMe set up in his honor for his daughter, Grace, for as a college fund. Um, you can search and find that out. Look on Twitter. It's, it's all over the place. Uh, people have donated. There's, there's been tons of things that have been Disney community is trying to do just to help ease the, ease the pain, uh, which obviously we know is, is greater for his wife and his three-month-old daughter. So... Just wanted to pop on and do this little extra thing before we get into our regular episode. I hope everybody had a very Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah or whichever you celebrate. And looking forward to the new year. We thank you for listening. So with that being said, rest in peace, Alan. I hope you're riding that big doom buggy in the sky, pal. Until next time. You can't see me when I'm raising my beer. Welcome to another episode of the Diz Explorers Podcast. This week we've got a full crew again, which is always great. More mouths, more opinions, more fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
We're going to take a break from Christmas craziness for, for this episode, and we're going to talk about solo trips, and if it's something that each of us each of us would entertain doing, if it's something we have done, or if it's something that we really just have no interest in. I think when people think of solo trips to Walt Disney World, it, it seems like a, a foreign concept, because usually it is a place you go with your family, whether that be with your children or not, or with grandparents, your parents, siblings. Many couples go there without children, grandparents of all ages. It's really the diverse age group and, uh, I can't think of the word, variety of, of combinations of, of how people go. So the idea of going solo there, I think, to some people is, like I said, is, is foreign. And it just would seem odd. You know, why would you want to go by yourself? You, you wouldn't. There's nobody to share your experience with. There's nobody to chat with if when you're eating, you know, going on. Most ride vehicles sit two people in a row or more than two in a row. So going by yourself kind of just logistically doesn't make sense. But then I think there's a ton of pros to it as well. You're not bound to... Uh, any sort of schedule, so to speak, because you don't have to worry about anybody else. If you do go without children, then that probably leaves open a bunch of attractions and shows that you don't have to go to, <laughs> if you don't want to, obviously. And it opens up different eating establishments. So before I go on any more about it, I think we're, we're going to get started. We're going to start with our Jedi Master Planner, Adrian, who I can't wait to hear how she would plan a solo trip and what she would Try to get accomplished all on her own with nobody holding her back and not having to to wait in line for chicken nuggets and french fries. Right. So, so take- Actually, the first thing when you were talking about <laughs> things that you wouldn't have to do, the very first thing I wrote down was no Disney Junior show. Exactly. Because... <laughs> Because that is a must on every trip for my children. So I was so excited. I was like, I wouldn't have to go to see stupid Casey sing that song. That's right. If that's like a two-hour block you get back. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. I have never been on a solo trip, but I think that I would love it. I I don't know. Of course, if y'all know me at all, I have an Excel spreadsheet called Dream Disney Vacation, <laughs> where it's all the places I would go, all the things I would do, all the food that I would eat. Also, if you guys know me, that most of my trips will focus around food because it's my favorite thing when I'm down there. So I was thinking, okay, well, if I'm going to do a, a solo trip, I want to spend at least one solid day in each park. So it'd probably be a four day trip. I couldn't decide on a hotel though, that I would want to stay in because I love all of them. And there are so many that I haven't tried yet. So I don't know. I would have to really think on that one, but anyway, so I'd want a solid day <laughs> in each park and Another little side hobby that I have is photography. I love to take pictures. I'm not very good at it, but I love to do it. And (laughs) so whenever I'm at Disney, you know, I'm already carrying around a backpack full of diapers and wipes and extra clothes and snacks and drinks and waters and blah, blah, blah. So there's really no room for my big DSLR camera. So that would be the most exciting thing to me is that I could lug around that giant camera with all my different lenses and just take pictures of all the little details that you don't really often get to sit down and, and take in. My first thought when I started thinking about a fellow solo trip was Epcot and I love Epcot. It's my favorite park to spend time in because I love going around the world showcase. And I always feel like, because when I'm with my kids, 
that is not their favorite thing. So I'm almost always rushing through the different countries and the different pavilions. So just being able to really, like you said, not be on somebody else's schedule and not having to think about pleasing other members of my party, just being able to take that time to walk around the park at a leisurely pace and take pictures and eat all of the food is really the pinnacle, I think, of my solo trip. But in each of the different parks, I would I would make sure that I spent a lot of time doing that because I would want to, I, I mean, in addition to the fact that I like to have pictures for my blog, I, I just, I love pictures and I love taking pictures and I love sharing them. And so that would be probably the number one priority for me if I were to take a solo trip. Because <laughs> even when I went with just my husband, I don't feel like, I felt bad being like, wait up a second, I want to take a picture of this <laughs> tiny trellis or, you know, this little statue or whatever, you know, like I understand you want to get to Soren, but hold up. There's a fountain. There's a corner of this fountain I've never noticed before. So, uh, like I said, that would be <laughs> the biggest part of my solo trip is just really being able to take everything in a leisurely pace. But there's also, like I said, food, hello food in magic kingdom. I would want Cinderella's Royal Table for a pre-park opening breakfast because that's my favorite. I love getting to the park before there's anybody else in there. And that's the best way for me to do it. Plus, eating in the castle. There would be that awkwardness with the face characters. Not a big fan of doing those solo without kids. But, you know, that would be okay if I could get the payoff of the castle again without lots of people in the pictures. And then I want to try Skipper Canteen. That's on kind of my list, my bucket list of a place that I want to try because I love Jungle Cruise. And I would get to skip Tomorrowland Speedway because my daughter <laughs> loves Tomorrowland Speedway. Right. <laughs> and because she gets to drive, so she gets to sling me all over the place because she can't drive in a straight line. <laughs> So it's bam, bam, bam. That's hysterical. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> so skipping that, awesome. That makes the whole trip worth it right there. Oh my goodness. No um, doubt. Animal Kingdom, I love everything in Animal Kingdom. I don't think there's anything that I would skip. And I might even brave Cali River Rapids for the first time. Oh yeah. Seeing as how I wouldn't have to, I've never done it. Oh, so man. I wouldn't have to lug around wet children <laughs> and extra clothes. I could just, you know, deal with the annoyance on my own of being wet. And also, I've never met or I've never seen Divine. Divined. I don't know where the emphasis is on that. But, you know, at the beginning of the park, the lady who's on the stilts. Yes. And, and all the vines. I've mm -hmm. never seen her before. So I'd oh, really wow. get to stalk out and I've find seen her. her. It's yeah. Very, it's, it's very so cool. cool looking. It's very it's cool. And not cool. something... And it's a good solo activity because not everybody's into that. They're going to see it right. and go, yeah, okay, let's go to Dinosaur. Where right. I'm like, you, you, when you watch her, her behaviors, her mannerisms are so cool. They're so fluid. So like, I don't understand how you can be so fluid organic. on stilts. So, yeah. Yes. yeah. Very organic. So great solo <laughs> activity if you can find her. Yeah, it's a challenge. I've never, I've never had that opportunity. And then... In my fantasy, Star Wars Land would be open in Hollywood <laughs> Studios. And I would get to geek out amongst all the Star Wars stuff and drive the Millennium Falcon. And yeah, and that's pretty much it. Food is not, it's not as big a deal for me in Hollywood Studios or Animal Kingdom. 
I'll eat whatever. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but so, uh, but again, in Hollywood studios, no Disney Junior show. And again, that and being able to take pictures anywhere, that would make the whole trip for me right there. I tell you what, after we do our solo trips, then you and I, <laughs> you and I can go on a buddy trip because okay. you've pretty much explained my trip. <laughs> <laughs> Because the last one my wife and I just went on together, I, she was always waiting for me as I was taking pictures. I dragged the camera around with me anyway, and even though everything's on PhotoPass now, I still hand my camera to the people and make them take pictures of of, of the characters with me in it and everybody yeah. else anyway. And I, I fire off between four and 500 pictures every trip of stuff. Some of it's the same stuff because I always like to take the same pictures, and some of it is really obscure oddball weird architecture things or like hidden signs or old not nods to old attractions that i know that i've found so yeah I, i'm with you on the picture thing that's that's definitely yeah. a, a, a cool hobby of mine too all right how about miss crystal all right so i've actually done a um a solo trip to disneyland a few years ago so i had to travel to disneyland i actually had to go out to california for work and it was my birthday and I was super bummed out. So my <laughs> husband went ahead and purchased me a ticket and then as well as a tour. So it was the walk in waltz footsteps tour that I was able to go on. So great birthday present. And honestly, I had the best time just going by myself. And while on the tour, there was um, another woman who was traveling for business by herself. And her and I just hit it off on the tour and ended up going on all of the attractions together. So really cool experience and every time she comes to Disney World she gets in touch with me so we've introduced our husbands and we've met each other on a few other of our Disney trips so pretty cool experience and the the pace is so much different when you're by yourself so you know we really utilize those single rider lines and got to focus on you know what you wanted to see so whether it was rides the parade characters and you know Initially, I thought it was going to be super awkward going by myself, but Disneyland, maybe because it's more of a locals park, it didn't feel that way. There seemed to be a, a little bit of a younger crowd. And Jessica, I don't know if you can kind of speak to that, but I don't feel awkward when I, I didn't feel awkward when I was there by myself. But the overall, I mean, I think if I did a solo trip here in Disney World, you know, I think my biggest thing is just kind of going alone without the kiddo. So we have a, a two-year-old. He's about to be three. And I never really understood why anyone would take a solo vacation until I had my son. <laughs> so <laughs> heading heading to Target right now by myself is like a mini vacation. Exactly. So exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like incredible. I'm like, oh my god, I get to walk at my own pace, and I'm like buying home decoration. Like <laughs> it's it's wild. So I think if I did do a Disney World solo trip, I think I would kind of start it off with a super slow pace of like. Staying at a hotel, getting room service, just like sitting in bed, drinking coffee and watching TV, like watching Stacy on TV would be awesome the, with the Disney must do's and then scheduling a spa appointment, heading over to Trader Sam's, just sitting and having a drink with like nowhere to go, nowhere to be, no work, nothing, just sitting there with nothing to do, kind of like cruising. And then just go to Main Street and people watch, like sit and have some ice cream that I don't have to share. <laughs> or <laughs> no face wiping or anything. Just <laughs> sit there and enjoy um, my ice cream and then, you know, head back to the hotel and sit out on the patio with a glass of wine and, and watch the fireworks. But I think ultimately, like, shedding 
shedding the stroller, the diaper bag would be super freeing and would be the best part of a solo trip. So I don't know if I could ever do it, but I think it would be an amazing experience of just getting out and kind of doing nothing but being at Disney. So it's a dream. I can dream. I love people watching too. That's really fun, especially there. Oh, definitely. That's It's definitely interesting. Oh, Crystal, it's easy for you. You're local. Hello, hello, sick day. Just stay off of social media. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I just stayed at Swan and Dolphin this past week, and it was it was a work trip. But I ended up getting coffee delivered to the room, and I was like, "This is amazing." I'm like, <laughs> I should have like claim I have to stay in a hotel all the time for work. <laughs> so I'm like, "This is awesome." It's a ton of fun. I would definitely recommend doing a solo trip. I had I really enjoyed my Disneyland experience, and basically. You can get adopted into a family for the day. Just find somebody who's willing to to let you be a third wheel. I I can imagine, no doubt. All right, very good, very good. So how about how about you, Jessica? Yes. Yeah, so I have also done a solo trip to Disneyland. Mine was not planned. Um, I was supposed to go with my family, and then a bunch of mishaps happened, and I ended up being there by myself. So when I got there in the morning, I was like, okay, I'm gonna make the most of this. So I gave myself two rules for the day. And my first rule was I couldn't just be on my phone when I was in line because I thought that's too easy of a cop out, like if you feel awkward. So stay off the phone. And then I also wanted to experience three different things, which were a roller coaster, a dark ride, and a show, just so I could kind of compare how each of those things were by myself versus when I'm with a group. And at Disneyland, it is really easy, kind of like what Crystal was saying, to be by yourself because there are so many single rider line options. The only big rides in either park that don't have it are Space Mountain, Thunder Mountain, and the Tower of Terror. Pretty much everything else um, that has a fast pass has a single rider line. So I do those all the time anyway, even when I'm in the park with people. So going on a roller coaster wasn't really that different because I was just kind of used to that and going on a dark ride also wasn't that different because a lot of times when I go to the park I go with an odd number of people so I'd be sitting in a row by myself or something anyway so I really didn't notice much of a difference with that but I thought that the show was a little bit tougher only because afterward I really wanted to talk about it with somebody and kind of share in, in the experience of what I had just seen so that was probably the, the biggest time of the day where I kind of wished that I wasn't by myself. But other than that, I actually really, really enjoyed it. Pretty much for what Crystal and Adrian were saying, of you can go at your own pace. I'm a really aggressive crowd weaver, so I didn't have to worry about, about losing my group. And I could just go where I wanted, take pictures from my blog of the random places nobody wants to go to. Mm. I could go on whatever rides I wanted, even if where I was going made no sense. It, it just didn't matter. I could kind of do whatever I felt like doing. But I think that the hardest part for me was probably eating. I'm sure that nobody around me noticed that I was by myself or thought twice about it. But I personally felt really self-conscious. And I only did quick service meals because I just felt really awkward. And I still, I didn't do the phone thing. I stayed off my phone. And that ended up being pretty cool because I struck up conversations with people around me in probably half the lines. It wasn't as cool of a thing as Crystal where she like became friends with them, but I was still, you know, people there are really friendly and it was nice to just kind of talk to people. And I actually met 
a bunch of other people that were also there solo. So it's really not as big of a deal as you might think. The next time that I did a solo trip, I would challenge myself to do a table service meal by myself because that was something I just couldn't do because I felt so awkward. But I think that would be interesting. And I also think that there's just something kind of cool about like spending a day with yourself at, at Disneyland because they sell it so much as being like this family experience. But it's very different when you're alone and you can kind of just do what you enjoy. And it's it's not more magical, but it's just a different in a different way. So if you have the opportunity to do it and you feel kind of apprehensive, like, oh, I don't know if I should go by myself. I would say do it because I thought it was really cool. And it's definitely one of the trips that I distinctly remember because of how different it was. Gotcha. Definitely. Yeah, no, that's definitely a a good approach to it. I, I could kind of understand the, the eating part of it because quick serve, like you said, you know, you're, you're waiting in lines, you're you're grabbing your food, you're going sitting down. It's not a big deal. It, it's It's a quick serve, so people are shuffling in and out all the time. So nobody's really paying attention to who's sitting at what tables and and who's right. with who but for a table service you either have to make a reservation for one or walk up to a place and since you're by yourself you're obviously flexible with your times so if they say hey if you come back in an hour we can get you in here and you would have to go and sit and then it's a little more obvious that you're sitting by yourself so right. I, I could understand you know depending on your personality if that could be a little apprehensive to try that first but yeah cool okay so moving along Miss Melanie I have never done a full-out solo trip, but I have flown in on my own for Girls Weekends, for Food and Wine Festival, and I've flown in on my own for work. And on each of those occasions, I did get to spend, you know, solo time in the parks, and I know we're going to do solo days on another episode. But what I did like, like they were just saying, was that, you know, crowd weaving. I am also an aggressive crowd (laughs) weaver. I'm like that even with my own kids now that they're teenagers and they can attempt to keep up with me. (laughs) (laughs) Logistics, you know, there's just something about not having to worry about anyone else. It's freeing. It's very liberating. And when you have that experience, you're like, wow, this is awesome. One of the things that I did like about, you know, whether you're talking about shows, whether they're stage shows or parades or fireworks, is it is easy to kind of just scoot yourself in to a good viewing position if it's just you. And you don't feel so bad because you're leaving people behind or you're trying to park crowds for your entire family. Mm, like that's for, true, yeah. You know, so for wishes, I could just get into a little square you know that little squares taped off on the ground for the one i i got (laughs) and there was just enough room in that square for me (laughs) i was like there the rest of the square was filled with other families and i i got a great primo spot for wishes at christmas time it wasn't during a christmas party but it was at christmas time because it was just me i was like this is wonderful and for um finding nemo the musical it was just me so the usher actually found a spot that was excellent because it was just me. I could sit in that one spot and I had amazing pictures and it was a fantastic viewing location because things like that are easier. And I will say, I know that the tower of terror doesn't have a solo rider line, but when I was in line for tower of terror on my own, one of the cast members was trying to fill up an elevator 
and she was so droll. You know how they they have that very flat effect mm-hmm. to their voice because they're supposed to be creepy. Yep. And she's like, "I'm looking for a solo rider. Is anyone having a me party? <laughs> a party just for one me party?" And I'm like, "I'm having a me party." And she's like. <laughs> fantastic <laughs> this way to your doom oh my goodness it was one of the first times that i ran from my writing experience straight to guest services to write a cast member commendation because she was fantastic we were all rolling because that was when the muppets were like really big at the time that muppet movie the first one mm-hmm. i come out and me party my kids were singing me party Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. for weeks <laughs> we're having a me party so yeah that maybe that's the title of our episode a me party <laughs> that works oh, for me. i like it there we go i'm writing it down so <laughs> and that's another thing is when you are on your own i highly recommend taking the time to stop for the five minutes it takes to write those cast member commendations you can find the forms at guest services at any of the parks and you write down the cast member name their hometown, if you can remember it, sometimes if I'm thinking, I, you know, if I've got my notes that I like to keep, I take notes all the time. So if I can jot down their hometown as well as their name, because their name tags only have their first names on them. And then the location where they were and the experience that you had with them. Those cast member accommodations go in their files and it really helps them with advancing through the company. But it's a really great way to let them know that they impacted your day. And it's easier to have those one-on-one interactions with cast members when you're on your own because you do get the chance to talk to them and to find out, you know, their insider perspective. But, and I'm kind of like you guys too with meals. I, I stuck to quick services. Flaming Tree was, I had an excellent meal at Flaming Tree Barbecue, but I do tend to stick with the quick services or the grab and go snacks because. I, I knew that since these weren't full-out solo trips, that I would have other opportunities to dine at the table service restaurant. So, yeah, I, I tend to just grab and go when I'm on my own. And that's true no matter what type of trip I'm on. If I'm taking a solo trip, I don't tend to spend too much time relaxing into a good meal if I'm on my own. It, it's kind of my it, it's my personality style. I, I'm just kind of like that, but... I'll end up just grabbing a snack or me. I'll just grab coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Starbucks. But yeah, so I I think for logistical reasons, you know, solar trips are fantastic. You you get through security lines much more quickly. And then when you want to slow down, you can. So it's kind of, you know, finding finding that balance of, I want to hurry, hurry, hurry this way. And I'm, it's only me, so I can hurry. And then it's time to all of a sudden slow down. And that would probably make my husband and my kids just go dizzy. Like, okay. <laughs> mom wants to go fast. Then mom wants to slow down. Then mom wants to see this. And then mom doesn't want to look at that. So I, I, I think sometimes it, it's good for those of us who are, especially Disney enthusiasts, to have that opportunity to get our Disney... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Our, our, our neurotic Disney behavior out of our system, so to speak, yeah, <laughs> when good... we're on our own. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Luckily, on my last business trip, I was with a bunch of other Disney enthusiasts who understood my needs. And it felt very freeing to be with my people. 
like, who are my people? You understand when I want to do these crazy things or when I know things that nobody else knows. And they're like, we know them too. It's wonderful. But so sometimes when you're not around those kinds of people on a day-to-day basis and you're traveling with your family so much, it's it's nice. It's freeing and liberating to be on a day trip or a, a solo trip when you just have your own Disney needs to consider. <laughs> Yeah. And I don't look at it as selfish. I look at it as if I get this out of my system, my family doesn't have to deal with this on our next vacation. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. So I've taken care of that for them. It's for them. It's for them. It's all for them. It, absolutely. It is. I 100% absolutely. agree. That's funny. I 100% agree. <laughs> it's not for me. <laughs> it's for you guys. It'll only it help is. her in the long run. That's a good selling Mommy's point. Mommy's going on this cruise without you It's a good selling you. point. Believe me. <laughs> I'm going to miss you and not have that much fun. It's okay. I'm, I'm going to have fun the first day, and then I will be sad the rest of the time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Okay, Milford, you're up. Well, I'm sitting here jotting some notes and thinking, not really ever taking a trip just exactly by myself. I've had a few times that I've gone down early uh, on trips where my wife was coming down only because she couldn't get enough vacation days off. We've done that. A, I've done that a couple times back ending with cruises. I have to think, uh, there was a Christmas trip I did 2014 into 2015 over new year's. That was pretty much my solo trip that I stayed with some friends from Miami for a couple days, but then pretty much the rest of the trip, I had a room by myself. Really enjoyed it because I got to go do things like hang out at the Gurgling Suitcase, which is the bar at Old Key West. If anybody's ever been there, it's nice and quiet. Yep. There's always a really nice bartender there to talk to. That, and then talking to all the people that kind of stream in and out because it's not a, not really a busy bar. It's tiny. There's like three seats. It's very tiny. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's actually more than that now. They've expanded it now. But True. They actually have about 15 seats in there now, but about. <laughs> Four, about five seats at the bar. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. At the uh, bar, it's, it's real small. Yeah, so I like to go in there, sit down, you know, get a nice uh, Safari Amber beer and an order of conch fritters and sit there and have lunch. It's kind of relaxing. Uh, some of the other things I've done on solo trips, I did the Behind the Steam Trains tour when they were still doing it which is kind of cool. I've talked about that on a previous episode. I'll go hang out at weird places. Like uh, I've set, gone and set. <laughs> and unfortunately this revolves around alcohol, but I go hang out at Paradiso 33 because I like that. I like that atmosphere in that bar. It's kind of cool. Hang out at Splitsville because their, their outside bar is actually pretty nice, especially in the summer because they'll have baseball games on and you can sit out there and watch sports. And then special parties. I went one trip. We went, I went solo for three days before we went on a Thanksgiving cruise with my friends from Miami. That was in uh, 2012. And just kind of hung out at the pool, hung out at the bars, hung out, did some stuff in the parks. But then that year I was able to take in an early Christmas party before the cruise and running around at a Christmas party is kind of weird by yourself. Um, <laughs> it, 
you know, you're kind of excited that it's a Christmas party, but you're kind of disappointed because, you know, I'm here by myself. It's kind of sometimes a bummer, but I still had a good time. I don't know. I think that's about it. I mean, I think if I was to do a trip again, you know, I, I just enjoy hanging out at the pool. I enjoy talking to people, um, meeting people from different areas of the country, the world. And I've, I've pretty much done that. And, oh, one, one trip. The, the trip over Christmas the one year I actually met up with some people that were just all friends kind of hanging out and they ended up having an extra seat at their table for dinner and lo and behold they had dinner reservations at La Cellier over Christmas nice so I joined them for dinner which was kind of cool oh there you go so so yeah I mean there's lots of things you can do as a solo I did look on Facebook thinking about this and uh, there's a couple groups out there in Facebook. I don't know if they're creepy groups. I don't know if they're up, up and up, but there's a couple groups out there for solo travelers and single travelers that they talk about Disney world trips and cruises and things like that too. So another resource out there. Yeah, definitely. Huh, cool. But that's, that's pretty much it. Nice. I know, sounds kind of boring. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Hey, to, to each their own. Not just just because you're there by yourself doesn't mean you have to run around like a lunatic and hit 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 attractions and and be in the parks. Like my wife and I were talking about today, and I told her what the topic was, and she goes, well, pretty much every trip's a solo trip for you because she said, I'm always, in the last two trips, we've taken her mother, and it's pretty much she's been dealing with her mom, getting her mom around to places, so. This year was a little different because she actually got her mom to go to the parks with us. But so, and you still weren't with them, if I remember your trip report. <laughs> Not all the time, no. I mean, I did spend quite. I did spend some time with them, but it was I had my things I needed. I felt I wanted to get done and didn't. You know, they. My sister in law is crazy. She schedules all these dinners. And I had no desire to go to all those dinners. So, <laughs> Not that I don't like food. I love food. I love Disney food. But a couple of the places is like just not my favorite. So I did miss California Grill, but I'll get it on another trip. Not a big deal. <laughs> all right. Milford, you inspired me. I need to add another day to my trip now. And... <laughs> For what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I want to go resort hopping i want to go explore all the resorts oh yeah i mean that's that's the best part of a solo trip i mean if if you want to go see all the and especially at christmas i know yeah. we're trying not talk about christmas on this episode but you know you, you can go resort hop and hit every resort every resort has different christmas decorations and i actually did that on the one trip over christmas i went and visited almost every resort i think i left the all-stars and and pop century out of it just because I didn't want to go over there in that mess. You're not missing much, I don't think, anyway. No, but I think I did visit all the rest of them. I mean, you know, and, you know, you got the the gingerbread house at the Grand Floridian and that big, huge tree, the huge tree at Animal Kingdom, both lodges, tree at Wilderness Lodge, and then they put another big tree in the villas. Yeah, there's, there's a lot you can see resort hopping. And they all have bars, too, which yes. most of them. Yes, they do. Which I guess brings us to me. <laughs> Good lead in. <laughs> That's right. Perfect segue. Smooth transition, guys. Perfect segue. 
I don't know if I should, if I should just uh, be happy because everybody knows me so well or be offended because I'm known as the podcast drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Every family has one, dear. Every family it's has true. one. I accept my role. <laughs> so, speaking of that, I've been thinking about solo. I've never taken one, so let's start with that. I've never taken one. Uh, I've been on trips without my children, so which can be considered somewhat of a solo trip. You know, two adults is definitely a totally different way than going with a, you know, with your family, with your children, no matter what the age. But I've never been on a full solo trip, just me, myself, and I. And uh, I kind of subscribe to what Adrian was thinking as to one park for each day. I, I would probably, I'd probably make a week out of it. And honestly, it would be more, it would be more a hangout, hanging out and exploring type trip I think I would go about it. I think I'd start each day out going to one of the parks and probably doing some attractions before you, I would need to book any fast passes. I don't know that I would ever book any fast passes on, on a solo trip because uh, as I've said before on here I have an insane amount of patience so you know if I felt like going on Big Thunder Mountain at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and the line was 45 minutes or an hour I don't got to be anywhere else I don't have to wait for anybody. I'll hop in the line and wait. But I think my approach would be I'd hit attractions in the morning, grab a light breakfast or something before or after that, and then I'd probably leave the parks and and hit some of the hotels. And my my thinking behind that is I'd probably have like I'm I'm basing it around food as well <laughs> and and drinks. So my my thought process would be I'd go for like an afternoon snacks type thing like appetizers and drinks like I'd hit I'd hit I'd hit the lounges so I'd either head over to the Grand Floridian and go over to Meisner's grab some snacks and a a cocktail or two or some beers or or maybe stay if I was in Animal Kingdom stay there and hit Nomad Uh, they've got some great stuff on their menu and drinks and stuff and you know or or over to the Polynesian Captain Cook's and and I think I'd I'd hit like a light lunch thing and just and just kind of not lounge about but probably take pictures like I'd said before and like Adrian had said just grab some good landscape shots and things of that nature I don't have a problem being by myself and and I know Jessica was talking before about she didn't book any table service restaurants I'm pretty sure I'd be okay with it I I really don't mind that kind of thing Uh, I get funny looks from people for lots of things so sitting by myself probably wouldn't bother me at all so I think I'd probably book a sit-down dinner, maybe not every night, but I definitely would, would do a couple. And, and a lot of those bigger restaurants do have a bar as well that you can sit at and, I believe, get food. Like I know in uh, Animal Kingdom, the Yak and Yeti, the f- the full restaurant has, has a nice bar you can sit at and, I believe, get dinner at as well. So I'd probably take that approach. But if I had to sit at a table, I would sit at a table, you know, if they had to stick me at a two-top or something along that line. Definitely wouldn't bother me at all and as and as a couple of you have have said I think I would enjoy the experience of meeting people and talking to people because I think once people realize you're by yourself I don't think you get sympathy hellos but I think you know maybe people would ask oh hey are you here by especially if you run into the same people because even though as big as Disney is if you're staying at the same resort you do end up seeing a lot of people are on the same schedules in the morning with what they do. So you do end up 
maybe bumping into the same people in the mornings at either grabbing your coffee or something like that before you head out to the bus or the monorail or however you're getting to where you're going. So it's not out of the ordinary that you might see the same people. So, you know, questions may come up. Oh, I noticed you. Hey, you're by yourself or you're meeting people here and conversations start that way, which is fine. I, I love talking to people and I can ramble on with the best of them, as we all know on here. So I don't want to go into extreme detail on it because we're going to do a, a show and maybe a little series on, on that. You know, what, what will your ideal day be by yourself? So I don't want to go into crazy detail of how I do it, but my basic layout I think would be that. And then I, every night I would definitely return back to a park to see some sort of nighttime show. Uh, I'm assuming by the time I ever get to go solo, it, there will be a parade back in the Magic Kingdom, so I will be able to see a nighttime parade and fireworks and definitely you know illuminations multiple times because that is my favorite show, and who knows what will be going on at the studios at that time and... Yeah, maybe Star Wars Land would be open at that point. So that would probably be a realistic time frame for when I'd be going by myself anyway, sometime <laughs> 10 years from now. I'm looking forward to ever having the opportunity to do it, and I think my wife being understanding and knowing how much of a obsessed Disney lunatic as I am would, would probably grant me a, uh, albeit not a full week. I, I'd be happy with a long weekend, three days or something, would be probably pretty cool. So... We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I... I definitely would encourage people to think about doing it if it's something that you think you would like to do or something that's remotely crossed your mind but you're apprehensive for reasons I had stated in the beginning, you know, feeling funny about it or getting, you know, scrutinized by family and friends who just don't understand Disney World and what it's about. Because it does, as... Many people who are Disney-obsessed Disney or Disney geeks and love everything about it are. It goes well beyond the attractions and the shows that you can see every day. It, it branches out to so many other parts of, of everything. <laughs> so many, I want to say so many other sensory. It goes to all five senses is what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to look for a fancy word, but it's not working. So it you know, goes to the food aspect. It goes to if you enjoy having different drinks from all over the place. Obviously, the attractions and the shows and being in the parks is always there. But as Milford said, too, you know, hopping around the different resorts, there's, I mean, you could spend a couple hours at each of the, definitely the deluxe resorts because they're just, you know, much more themed than the moderates and, and the values. But it is definitely worth checking them all out and just seeing what they're all about because it, it may may open you up to want to staying in some place you've never stayed before. You know, and it's, you know, when you're there with your family, time is of the essence, so you're not you know, you're not you're not going to bounce around a day at just to go hotel hopping because most kids aren't interested in it until maybe they get older and you know th they want to hit the rides. They don't want to walk around and learn about stuff <laughs> and check decorations out all over the place. That would be that would be my approach to it. Anybody have anything else they'd like to add? No, I agree. I just think that it's something that any Disney enthusiast should try and make time for. And I like your long weekend assessment. I do think two or three days is enough for the for, for most people to get a good taste of what it's like to be there on their own. Yeah, I'd say so. You can get a lot done in two days when you're on your own. Oh, you definitely you definitely could. <laughs> you definitely could. The problem is, as all you guys were going through yours, I was kind of jotting stuff down and 
planning out more <laughs> more of like a day. Oh yeah. So I'll take a picture of it, but I tell you what it is. I wrote down. So I'd stay at the Polynesian because you're there by yourself. You might as well go all out. <laughs> True. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I kind of wrote down what I said. It's I have morning attractions. I have afternoon drinks, snacks, and I wrote down a bunch of the bars and stuff in the lounges. And then I wrote sit-down dinner, and I listed all the restaurants I would like to go and see. And then underneath that, I underlined in two lines, and I said, meet new people. <laughs> yes. And that's that's kind of it, you know. I, I don't know that I would have much more of a plan than that. And like I said, I don't think I'd make any fast passes, and I honestly don't think I'd even make any ADRs. I, I think I would just, wherever I was that night, if I can get into a place, fine. If not, I'll move on to the next place. There's such an, abund- There's sun- such an abundance of restaurants. I mean, I remember my wife and I doing that on, on one of our earlier trips as just, a, as just the two of us. You know, we had some ADRs, but I remember getting into, like, the plaza on Main Street just on a whim. And the same thing, really, you know, we walked up there maybe 6, 6.30, and they said, yeah, you know, we... we if you guys don't mind waiting until 7.30, we can get you in. Yeah, fine. Wandered around Main Street for a little bit, and then we showed up at 7.30. And I think we ended up doing that at, at another restaurant, too, in Epcot. And it was like, you know, hey, cool. So there's definitely advantages. I think it's so funny because you guys have, like, this laundry list of things you'd run around and do. And I'm thinking, I should rent a scooter and go to Epcot, and I could drive around the world with a beer on my scooter and like not do anything <laughs> at all except and like cruise around. Well, you know, there is no restrictions on renting those things. No. Like, I just want to sit somewhere and do nothing. Yeah, I, I'd like that to... That sounds lovely, too. I'd like to think that I would do that, but it definitely it wouldn't happen. The only place I could do that would be Epcot, and the problem would be I'd have to keep going back and forth to World Showcase to get beers because there's no good beers in Future World, but I would like to park my ass in front of the fountain and I could watch that show all day long, just sit on like a bench outside the electric umbrella or just hang out, you know, right on the fence there around the fountain. But the problem is you can only get crappy Bud Light in in, in and around Future World. So I'd have to keep walking all the way over to either Canada for Moosehead or Labatt's or to Mexico to get some Dos Equis. <laughs> Well, it depends. If it's one of the seasonal times, you can. There's always a beer stand right there at the edge of the promenade as you're getting to World Showcase. Yeah, but they usually have. Sometimes they stick a beer, decent beer. Yeah. So, like this year, it was Scar City. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I'm not into the craft beer stuff as much as everybody else is. Uh, so, I mean, I know sometimes they have. I know uh, the studios last year had the Line and Kugel. The uh, cranberry ginger one, which, oh, is, yeah. which is which is fantastic because I get that when I'm up here. So they had that on tap, which was really cool. So I was like, hey, you know. But then again, you know, one or two of those, and you're good. You're not you're not drinking those all day. Yeah. They're just, just too sweet. No. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up our uh, our me party episode, as Melanie has coined it. <laughs> Having a me party. <laughs> I'm gonna let her. Oh, I'm gonna let her one. sing us out. That, that, that's all you get. That's all I. <laughs> you, you've experienced it once. That that's all anyone ever needs. <laughs> oh, ever. Oh man, I'm gonna put that on a loop. It's gonna be our theme song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. Perfect. Well, you're fired. <laughs> Oh, oh wait, I don't pay you anyway. <laughs> no. <laughs> you pay me in sass. 
Oh, well, then you are a rich, rich man. I am, and I love every minute of it. <laughs> southern sass for you. We're All having right. a meat party. There you go. Well, <laughs> you need to find the uh, the music from <laughs> Miss Peggy. She does a much better rendition. Yes, I would. I can imagine. Yeah, I will have to uh, investigate that. I'm not as well versed in in those Muppet. Maybe we can find a clip of it and put it up on our Facebook page. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> I'm sure there's a mem or meme or however the hell you say it or a gif of it somewhere. Okay, so before I'm this sure there is. before this spirals any further out of control, <laughs> we're gonna wrap. We're gonna wrap. <coughs> excuse me. We are gonna wrap this one up. As usual, you can head on over to DizExplorers.com on the World Wide Web's, and you can check us out on there. You can find past episodes. You can find all the lovely work that Jessica does for our social media stuff and collect your badges. I believe our newest one is a honeypot badge that she has put out there. So (laughs) definitely keep up with your badge collections. It's just a cool little thing to do. It's fun. little quizzing, little interaction between us and our fans, which we enjoy. So head over there and check that out. And you can also find the links to this podcast on all the other media formats social media formats that is twitter instagram and youtube if you care to listen to us on there and then also there is links to all our personal accounts on all the other social media accounts that we have on a personal level so go and check that out we're all on there and uh we're all active on there to some degree so give us a shout please if you uh download and listen through itunes Give us a review. A five-star review would be appreciated and some kind words. We always like to hear that, hear how we're doing. If you're enjoying our topics, if you have suggestions for topics you'd like us to speak about, we'll definitely take suggestions. Uh, and You can get those to us in any way, shape, or form you'd like to through our Facebook page, through any of us personally. I know some people have DM'd me good comments, and I truly appreciate those, and I always pass those along to the group when they come in to me. So feel free to share that with everybody. That'll do it for this episode, and we'll talk to everybody next week. 